Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. Summer is here, which means road construction season in and around Fishers. The huge reconstruction of State Road 37 is coming later this summer, but there are plenty of other projects to talk about. I spoke with Jason Taylor and Hatem Meki from the City Engineering Department all about the summer construction season during the afternoon of Monday, June 17th. I'm at Fisher's City Hall, and I am in what's called the Administrative Conference Room, and this is the result of a long construction project that's been going on within a good part of the second floor of City Hall near the mayor's office. It's that whole complex, so uh, we're in a fairly new um, uh, remodeled area of City Hall, and I'm here to talk about road construction. It is summer. We need to talk about that. Jason Taylor, the Director of Engineering for the City of Fishers, is with me, and also Hatem Meki, the Assistant Director of Engineering for the City of Fishers. They're both here, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. Gentlemen, thank you very much for taking the time. Time to, to join me today. Thank you. Thank you. I'll uh, ask Jason to start because we're recording this on June 17th, and I do believe last night, based on what I saw from Hamilton County Emergency Management, a good deal of downtown Noblesville was underwater last night. I think it's all cleared up, and all of the, you know, everything backs up when you have this much rain and more to be mm-hmm. for. If any rain that's forecast, the National Weather, Weather Service is issuing a flood warning because everything is so saturated and the waterways are are uh, saturated. But you also have another angle of this because you need reasonably good weather to do construction. Talk about how this wave of of wet weather has impacted uh, construction around the area. No, that's a good good point. The the weather has delayed us on projects, some more than others, but for the most part, all of our projects have shifted in their completion dates slightly because as part of our contracts, we allow a certain number of weather days to be kind of forgivable if you would have to choose a term. And, <clears throat> you know, each project has its own completion date with those delays we're trying to minimize the the actual delay to those projects by allowing the contractor flexibility to work over the holiday weekend or even the weekend where previously it wasn't allowed. Uh, so it, it has impacted us to some regards. We're trying to minimize the amount of impacts. Overall, I don't see anything slipping out of the construction season. It's just further out of summer and more into the, the school year where we try to keep things away from. So, Hotem, are there any particular uh, projects being impacted more than others by the rain, or is, is there is there a, a pecking order there? Well, I think some of the projects that are already uh, underway now, some of them are in the latter phases of construction, like 126 and Reynolds. Uh, the most part that you would see a construction project get delayed is if they have to do any um, soil work, any like deep excavations or anything of that uh, of that sort, you have to do like storm water. They can't really do any digging or um, any of the subgrade treatments or anything like that. That that delays a little bit, but most of our projects have gone um, further along, uh, like the uh, maybe one twenty six and one twenty thirty first in Alsonville, one um, one twenty six in Reynolds. These are um, a ways away, like further along in the project that doesn't delay them but yes uh, some of the projects that are uh, maybe weather dependent like pavement 
uh, you can't really do pavement when it's when it's raining. Uh, a, a latter part of Alsonville that does have some storm sewer in it, that can see a day or two delay, but um, not enough that you can see it uh, have a large impact on on the community as you would think. Well, Jason, let's jump right into the biggest project that's uh, coming up this summer. That's uh, the reconstruction of all of, of those intersections on State Road 37. Um, I guess the biggest question right now, and of course, weather and other impact, other issues, you know, unforeseen things can impact this. But is there a projected start date for when uh, traffic restrictions will start at 126th and uh, State Road 37? So State Road 37 and 126th Street interchange, as you mentioned, is going to be coming up this summer. It's actually July 10th is when it goes to bid. It's bidding through the NDOT process uh, because of the funds that are being shared by in, by the state and us locally. The actual construction of the, the interchange probably won't occur until late August, sometime in August. But that won't, even to that point, there'll be a lot of utility relocations occurring, The depending upon the weather and for the I guess from August to the end of the year and how harsh of a winter we have or don't have will depend on how much work they get done of the actual interchange the majority of the work will be setting up the maintenance of traffic for next construction season for it to be the where they actually are starting to dig down state road 37 shift in traffic over so that prep work will occur this year so, Hot Tim, when uh, you're a motorist, you're trying to navigate 126, then 37. Let's say you're starting utility relocation. Will there be some uh, some lane restrictions, or I mean, just uh, to generally plan ahead for that? What do you think uh, motorists are going to see uh, when you start getting to August, September, and October? Um, I think the the big things they'll they'll notice is a lot of uh, large equipment out there, just to kind of uh, move utilities here and there. Most of the utility relocations are going to happen underground. Some of them are going to happen away from one. 26 some of them are going to happen away from stay with 37 but uh, I think the most impact that they might see was maybe a lane restriction and that would be maybe during the off-peak hours where the utility might, might have to utilize maybe a, a turn lane or a shoulder on 37 uh, there I want to say that we are trying as much as possible not to impact the rush hours in the morning and the afternoon rush hours as much so it would be uh, maybe a lane restriction here and there um, some barrels uh, to close off a shoulder so they can have some room to work in. So uh, we're hoping not to, to have a lot of impact on the roadway. One thing that uh, I've been hearing, and we've had lots of meetings on State Road 37, and lots of, I've already had several uh, podcasts that have highlighted some of this, and the one thing I has been repeated over and over again is that on State Road 37 itself, all four lanes will be open during the entire, I mean, there could be a, a contemporary something right. here and then, but for the most part, and certainly during the rush hours, you'll do everything you can to keep those all four lanes open going north and south. So uh, um, I know that that, of course, you may not be going through the same route every time. You know, you're going to have to probably have to move the route over under one way or the other, but uh, uh when it comes to going east and west, how do you plan for that? Because 126th Street is going to have some restrictions starting late this summer and probably going into next year. So uh, should people now be planning uh, some alternative routes uh, for going east and west if they regularly use 126th Street? Yeah, definitely so. I would say less for 
this construction season, but for next construction season, there will be periods where we have to, once we dig down State Road 37, if we're doing the east side of State Road 37 of the construction of that interchange, uh, there's going to be a period that we're going to have to close that east-west connection and even the access for a right out and right in off of State Road 37 and to State Road 37. Um, so during those periods, I would just recommend everybody pay attention to Drive Fishers, our website. If they have any questions, they can reach out to us here at the city as well. And in addition, we will have plenty of detour routes. And for the local businesses, we're, we're teaming up with um, MFX and others to, in the county to make sure that we do public outreach to make to ensure that everyone can reach the businesses that they want to with minimal um, or the least amount of impacts possible. Yeah, there was an announcement last week about all that. I had a podcast that uh, we had recorded in May, but uh, we actually posted it last week. And I think there was a pretty specific discussion about that. You know, Hatem, there was a meeting, what, a few weeks ago, about 37. You've had regular meetings uh, for the community to come in and ask questions and hear uh, about the project. And there was a strip mall right off 141st Street that uh, made the point that, you know, I was looking at the map, and it looks like both of our entrances are going to be closed at the same time. And you all looked at it and said, oh, yeah, well, we need to fix that, don't we? And this is one of the, the I would assume, Hatem, that's one reason you have these meetings. That's one reason you're trying to pe- bring people into it. MFX and others are, and the city are trying to bring people in. And if people see something that doesn't look right, you can respond to it. Yes, I think that's part of the being proactive campaign that we've used with uh, Stairwell 37 is uh, try to try as much as possible to to reach everyone that Stairwell 37 is servicing or impacting. Um, in in reference to that strip mall, yes, we um, not necessarily closing down both of the um, both of their accesses. Yes, the one north on 146th Street. Yes, that's being um, being closed. But during our uh, our outreach and our meetings, we've we've kind of had an internal discussion and also had meetings with the business owners. We're trying currently to find um, solutions and resolutions to all of these um, to all of these impacts. We're discussing internally also how we can mitigate all of that by uh, talking with the business owners, ta- talking with the design team, talking with the um, uh, the people that, that have the power to be and end up, of course, just to um, find the best solution for everyone and not necessarily just ignore it so these these business meetings these public outreach meetings are very impactful and very beneficial for both of us to to kind of have one um one outcome for all of us and it's the beneficial outcome and for most of these issues there is a solution there's a way to to work around it and but if you know ahead of time it's easier to take care of absolutely yes absolutely being proactive rather than reactive so, Jason, 126th Street will be the first intersection. And just for those, per, there are some people that move into Fishers, you know, uh, in recent times may not have followed this all the way. And this actually goes back several years. This, this, I was actually at the town council meeting when the county commissioners first uh, proposed this idea. And if you've ever been on Keystone Avenue in, in, uh, uh, in the Carmel area, this design will be very similar not exactly the same but it's similar that same concept where you would uh, be able to, to drive down state road 37 and be roundabouts above to go east and west that's that's the basic plan although 100 i'm going to ask about 146 i think there's a special uh plan for that so my question to you here is 126th street goes into next year 
Then after, once that is completed and you've finished the construction on that intersection, roundabout and so forth, what happens next? So actually before it's completed, we're going to start uh, work on 146th Street interchange. Mm -hmm. uh, that will be in coordination. We're kind of doing the bookend approach of this. We're, we're going to address both those interchanges, intersections, and then come into the middle afterwards for 131st, 135th, and 141st. Where 131st and 141st are the roundabout interchanges, what you were talking about, similar to like a Keystone style where it's depressed versus a US 31 where 31 goes up and over uh, the side streets. Uh, 135th, though, is going to be that right in, right out only, so you won't be able to have a full access, make that left out. Um, but 146th Street interchange will be going during, but they're far enough apart that we're still working through the details of how those MOT schemes, the maintenance of traffic, what we call MOT, uh, they coordinate together. So how long will 126th and 146th, I mean, I know you may not know exactly, but an idea of how long they'll both be under construction at the same time. So 126th, uh, the intent is to be done next construction season. 146th is going to be more of a two-year construction season project. Uh, so it's going to overlap a, a couple of the, the interchanges. I understand, Hot Tim, that 146th Street will not be a roundabout. It will have traffic signals. Is that uh, correct, or am I behind the ball on that? That is correct. Okay. It's um, it's what we call in the industry a SPUI, a single-point urban interchange. Uh, we've seen a couple of them here in the, in Indianapolis, one at um, Allisonville and 465 just on the northeast side, and I think there's another one on the south side where it's also 465 and Emerson. Is that? I believe you're right on that. Yeah. Yes. So there's uh, those two are um, uh, are different from the roundabout configuration. Uh, yes, there will be uh, lights, but uh, those lights are not as in a typical form as you see in a in a normal intersection. They're um, uh, basically a left turn heavy lights. So it's the the 146 interchange. Are we've we've noticed that there is a lot of left turning movements. And that's why the the decision was to move from a roundabout interchange to a single point urban inter, uh, intersection, which basically, if you look at th that intersection, 146 and Stero 37 are really close in their traffic counts. So they're, uh, they have a high volume of traffic going through that intersection. Yes, I do remember uh, a discussion in my neighborhood about this and... Uh, and I think the, the discussion came up, uh, Jason, that uh, if you've ever been to Allisonville Road in 465, that's, and that is a different design. Kind of explain how that's different from other intersections you'll see at interstate highways. You're talking about the SPUI, the single point urban interchange. What's yeah, planned on 146, but if you've driven Allisonville Road in 465, you've got a concept of what that will mm -hmm. be like, right? Yeah. So with that one, like Hatem was talking about, it, it's almost like the uh, the signals, the traffic signals are set up at the, the middle of the interchange, uh, and it just allows less conflict points and less turning movements, less phasing for the signals to be able to be more efficient. Because the more uh, red, yellow, green that you have, that means the more the more delays that you'll have for all the, the other movements. 
uh, versus the the standard diamond interchange you're going to have inter the traffic signals on either side of the interstate or major thoroughfare that you have set up for that interchange um, it's not the free flow such as the roundabout interchange but there is a capacity limitation for the roundabout interchanges and that's why as what tim was talking about the the spooey was the better choice because of that high movement on 146th as well as state road 37 but it will still be depressed under 146 for 37 and that'll be without signals that'll be a full free flow expressway type design mm -hmm. so hotem um, as people plan i mean it's it's happening we've been talking about this for years and now it's it's upon us and uh should should motorists just be aware that there will be changes that they have to adapt to and uh, is it really uh uh, going to be a, a situation where you need to be on social media or find a way to get the updates to know the changes as they come in real time. Well, I think we're we're trying also as in addition to the um, the social media and all of our business um, outreach to give people the the heads up on what's going to happen as far as maintenance of traffic. We do have. Uh, on the roadway itself, the advanced warning sign. So we'll have boards out there saying, you know, starting from this this date and this date, there will be a, a limited, uh, you know, entrance to 126 or 126 is going to be closed after this date. You you should you probably will see a lot of those signs come up right before we do anything drastic. So I think for the most part of this year, there will be um, you'll see a lot of widening that's going to go on on, on 30 stereo 37 uh, 126 and stereo 37 should function the way they should as of now until the major construction efforts that's going to happen uh, either it's later this year or the next construction season where where you can see that 126 is going to be rerouted and detoured to another uh, to another route because there won't be that free east-west flow uh, we will, uh, as much as possible, have uh, signs and boards on the roadway to notify the people that don't have access to uh, the social media or just don't don't look at it as uh, as many as uh, the other residents here in Fishers. That will let them know what the configuration is, and there should be ample time before that that we go into the construction season, and they should they should they should it should we're hoping that it's you know it's going to be as seamless as possible we're also coordinating with the uh the map services so that'll be up to date as well if people are using whatever map service that they want to navigate to the location that they're trying to get to it should be up to date as much as possible yes a gps was invented for people like me my <laughs> my wife always said i could get lost in a phone booth but we don't have phone booths anymore <laughs> um anything either one of you want to add about 37 oh, let me ask one more question about 37 because you mentioned that 126 is the first intersection to go under construction then 146 will be some overlap there mm -hmm. so will you wait until 146th street is completed before you go to 131st and 141st we're working through those details now because okay. we have to look to see what the the traffic is doing with modeling. Uh, ideally, it, it won't be as, as bad as maybe what people are thinking. Uh, therefore, we're able to do the other interchanges. What we're more looking at right now would be do we group 131st, 135th, and 141st all as one package, or do we uh, separate them individually? And part of that conversation will be 146th Street and what 
kind of traffic impacts it has. Yeah, you know, my, my neighborhood is uh, near 141st in Cumberland. So there's been a lot of discussion about, you know, what happens when people start using that as, as a detour, uh, you know, will we be able to get in and out? But I know hot time in the past, when that's happened to certain neighborhoods, uh, you folks have reacted. You put four-way stops in or three-way stops or temporary uh, traffic signals. So you're prepared to do that if, if necessary. Yes, we, we actually do have a mitigation plan for all of these uh, maintenance of traffic um, efforts. We've, we've looked at it also in a proactive uh, manner. We, we did our traffic, um, traffic reports, traffic an- an- analysis on if we do, like if 146 was going on and 126 was finishing up, what other intersections are going to be impacted. And then we include some of these upgrades and some of these uh, improvements on these intersections and other uh, yearly project schemes that we have during uh, during the construction season. So we're, we're actively looking at all of these other uh, choke points, if you will, if one road is gonna be closed and what other intersections are gonna be um, impacted. And then we, we try to, um, we try to fix those as much as possible or maybe improve them as much as possible. Maybe signs, put in more um, stop signs, put in a signal, widening it, uh, restripe it for more turning lanes. So that's all of these efforts are taken into account in our traffic management plans. One question I've got, and we have other things to talk about, but one last question that deals with 37. If you drive down Lantern Road, Jason, you always see that 25-mile-an-hour speed limit uh, what exactly is going on there just uh, south of 131st? So that is where the drainage line is for the south drainage line. It's going to drain um, the 126th Street, 131st Street interchanges because they're, uh, there's not a great outlet location because we're depressing State Road 37. So we had to put in a drainage line that is approximately 20 foot deep, and it's outletting there to the ditch, the creek. Uh, so what you can't see or maybe you can get a glimpse of is to the to the east of Lantern Road. You can see the, the big boring rigs and, and setup that they have for that, that boring machine, micro-tunneling machines that they have. As well as 146th Street, you can see it as well, mm-hmm. uh, where they have a little bit more impacts to the traffic and the, the lane configura- reconfigurations. Well, the way things have been lately, people understand the value of drainage. Yes. <laughs> with all the rain we've been having. Uh, hot time. I one. Uh, if I can switch to another uh, project, Allisonville Road has been under construction for a while. I know the mayor and your department uh, wanted to get that done last year, but there were all sorts of things that happened out of your control and wasn't able to do that. And we're and there's still construction going on. So um, right now, and for those who don't know, uh, it's to be a four lane road all the way to 131st Street and, and, and south of there. So uh, that construction has been going on for a while. Explain why. What uh, is coming next there? When do you think that'll be complete or as best as you can estimate it right now? Um, sure. So uh, as everyone knows, in in that location of Fishers, uh, 126 and 131st, there has been constant work since the last construction season. Uh, we've, uh, we've, we've had to work through a lot of utility relocation efforts. We've had to, to work through a lot of drainage efforts as well. We had to work around the weather as well. The impacts has has been uh, a little bit more on that project than any other ones from, since last year. Uh, what to expect in the future, I think, is uh, now we, that we've opened 126th Street and 131st Street, the next phase of construction on those two intersections is pretty much finalizing um, that east side of the road. 
So we'll get all of the all of our curbs, all of our drives, all of the pavement in, and then we'll switch traffic and we'll have a different configuration on that stretch of road. Uh, and then we'll start fi finalizing through the medians and just putting in the finishing touches, doing the uh, the 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 trails uh, on both sides of that roadway, finishing up uh, pavement there and putting in seating and sodding and just buttoning up the whole entire project. And that we're we're looking. Uh, to finish that project here at the end of the summer, early fall. So hopefully that um, that would come into play here pretty soon. Hopefully if if the weather holds up. Uh, and as you can see, also there is uh, the local project that we've um, that we've put out this year, which is south of 120 uh, 126th Street, all the way down to Smock Creek Bridge. Uh, and that they're they're finalizing all of their drainage structures as we speak. And then um, they're going to start doing the. Uh, the milling of the roadway so they're going to start milling there and widening the roadway as well and putting in the trails and the curb work and all that uh, should also be done here at the end of the summer so hopefully uh, by the beginning of fall we'll have a great uh, great looking roadway and that would uh, that would relieve a lot of the the headaches and pains of everyone in that area so hopefully everyone's patient until then yeah i know the city has been trying to make sure that allensville road is completed mm -hmm. right about the same time 37 starts uh, construction in earnest so it looks like that's going to be pretty close i think we have a little bit more uh, leeway okay. than than we need to like even if let's say something happens that it's delayed a little further into august it'd be more we're trying to just get it wrapped up and be done with it to minimize the impact to the the residents and the the motorists in addition we part of the section that we didn't touch with those projects is we have the resurfacing project that's going to be coming in we're going to resurface from just the northern limits of that project all the way up to just south of 146th street and that's in preparation of state road 37 okay, okay very good staying with you for a moment uh, jason 96th street is is set for widening on the eastern part of uh, of of that uh, roadway uh, talk about what's in store there Right now, we're we're wrapping up some of the tree clearing. If they see contractors out there, they've got a little bit of the tree clearing left to do. That's in preparation for the utilities. We have the the electric lines on both the north and the south side, and. Um, in July, July 10th again, we're going to be having the added traveling project that's going out to bid. Probably similar schedule to what we were talking about for State Road 37, 126th. This, the beginning part of the, or the latter part of this year is going to be a lot of the utility relocation work and prep work by the contractor for next year uh, to be a full, full construction season. And that's going to turn into a, a four-lane um, east to an eastbound to in the westbound uh, median with a sidewalk on the south side and then a, a path on the the north side of that uh, we'll also have a roundabout there at uh, sergeant that uh, will help with mm -hmm. the the traffic congestion and the safety concerns that we have with that intersection um, and then it, so you'll have almost we already have the bookends of that that corridor uh, by 96th and Cumberland and the 96th and Lantern Road. And this is just tying it all, all the loose ends up and, and getting that completed. And you can see that now, right now the, the pavement life is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. So it's perfect timing for us to get in there and do this work. Hot Tim going to another part of town, 136th Street and uh, Cynthia Ann Road. Uh, people who live out there, I think, are aware of it. But if you happen to visit that area, what uh, 
what will you find there? Should I go to Jason on this one? Yeah, I, I can speak to okay. it briefly. Um, if Mickey, if you have some more information. No, I think um, uh, we can go to Jason. He has a little bit more information on that. Okay. One. We've been working uh, a lot with Tammy, one of our project engineers. So on the 13th is when we had, that's going to be a 45-day closure. And that started on June 13th. So just what, last Thursday. Uh, the goal is to have that open back up prior to school. And based on that date, we would be there. Uh, we, we obviously need weather to cooperate to some regards, but we do have a little bit built in. Uh, don't anticipate any issues with opening of that, but it will be a roundabout intersection uh, that will be right there at the, the pr- thousand foot either side of the intersection itself of course there is a new elementary school going in so that kind of adds a little pressure to to get that open but i suppose if it doesn't if it's not perfect people can work around it for a short time but you want to definitely have that in place before school starts if you can yes i would say that that is 100 percent our goal and if for some reason that date starts slipping we will be in close coordination with the school and also the residents to make sure that they are aware of a, a detour route that may need to occur and we'll work with the contractor to figure out if there's a way to open up it partially. But I, I don't anticipate that happening. Either one of you that want to take this one, uh, I do get the question every now and then uh, about the $25 per, uh, the wheel tax, $25 per vehicle. That I think this is the second year it's it's been in place. And people ask me, where does the money go? Uh, as I understand it, it's going to some of the neighborhoods, some resurfacing that wouldn't happen without it. Who would like to discuss that we're going to have jason do that so we have two resurfacing packages that are out on the streets right now and uh some of the the residents are already seeing them Uh, that'd be timber springs hamilton proper Uh, we also have 121st from cumberland road all the way to hoosier road then we've got uh brook school road for the second package that's going to be going on here in the coming weeks Uh, allisonville road is another one and then we've got fall creek Road, uh, Geist Woods, so we have a number of, of projects that those are those dollars are are benefiting. The biggest thing that people will see is they'll see the curb or the curb ramps that are starting up first, and that's going to be their first indication. But even before that, we have uh, Kevin Stotts within our um, the city hall is reaching out to each of the subdivisions, their HOA president, to make sure that they're aware of any work that's coming, if it's impacting the subdivisions. If it's not, if it's a main thoroughfare, our drive Fisher's weekly update is the best way to to get notification. And then um, beyond that, we've got the contractor should be given notification to the residents for a particular street that's going to be impacted. So, Hot Tim, is there anything uh, that comes to your mind that people need to know about in terms of this summer's uh, road construction or just the rest of the year's road construction schedule? Anything people should be aware of? Um. I think that with with all of the developments that's coming into Fishers and all of the road construction and everything like that, everyone would think that the construction season is just a continuous season going from January all the way to the next January and all the way to the next January. Um, we just uh, hope that everyone stays patient with us. Um, just uh, be careful going out there once you see that. Um, that yellow drum uh, be careful there are people out there working they're uh, trying to make everything as um, uh, as care trying to be mindful of the the residents as well they're uh, the the workers are trying to make it as quick as possible to get in and out uh, so hopefully 
uh, in the next coming years, people will see the benefits of all of these road constructions and developments that go into Fishers. Uh, we just uh, hope that they remain patient with us. We're uh, hopeful that everything is going to turn out to be great at the end, and uh, hopefully everyone's is happy with us. Yeah, there's there's no reason to to not slow down. I use a double negative there, but you need to slow down. There's no excuse. If you're in a construction zone, especially with their workers mm-hmm. present any time, really, if you're in a construction zone. Uh, Jason, I know you spent some time with the Indiana Department of Transportation. You left Fishers, went there, came back. Uh, couldn't stay away. I know you couldn't stay away. It's good to have you back. <laughs> but the reason I mention that is uh, there's some fairly major work going on on the east leg of 465. And I've run across some friends who've come up this to this area of the city who live south. And there, if it's on a weekend or sometimes in the evening, uh, there are going to be lane restrictions on 465 around that 56th Street, generally that 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 area. So, uh, what should people do? Maybe look at other ways to get around, or how do you how you will you be able to figure out when uh, that construction's going on? They've tried to keep it away from weekdays, especially rush hours, but nights and weekends you could see some lane restrictions there. Yeah, there are, and and it's a a product of the the harsh winters that we've had and i can't speak for ndot now of course not. but i can definitely give you some guidance and i would recommend that anyone is who is interested in finding out information follow ndot on twitter as well as greenfield district uh ndot greenfield district reach out to them just get on the internet and find out their phone number and reach out to their communications director they can help you know when and where that's going to be and then if you aren't able to do that or you don't have a means and methods or don't have the time then you just pay attention to the road signs they're doing a pretty good job i'd say with putting out the advanced warning signs saying this date anticipate that there's going to be lane restrictions as well so the dynamic message boards above that tell you not to text and drive uh, that that would be a good indicator of where it's going to be and when it's going to be as well as your local news i think that would be a good location as well gentlemen uh, i think that's all i have for today as far as questions anything you'd like to add jason before we go just follow us on twitter drive fishers as well as if you have any questions feel free to reach out to us hot tim anything you want to add before we wrap this up nope i uh, uh just the same thing just okay. uh go to drive fishers uh look out for any uh, uh orange barrels and be careful out there gentlemen thank you very much enjoyed talking to you thanks Thanks to Jason Taylor and Hatem Mekki for taking the time to update the community on road construction in and around Fishers. This is the Larry in Fishers podcast. My name is Larry Lannan. I write the LarryInFishers.com local news blog from Fishers, Indiana, a suburban community northeast of Indianapolis. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again.